We're live. Right, let's do this one more time, Diddley. Let's go. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal, proudly sponsored by Productive Design. And it's a very sarcastic intro because this is our third time trying to do our live show tonight, uh, what is only our second live show to date. And we, we worked out it's all my fault. So uh, I'm Angelo, your host. And joining me as ever is Diddly. Diddly, do you oh, want to out me? Do you want to out me and tell, tell everyone what I did? Well, look, you you wanted to put on a good show for people, so you went out and you got yourself a green screen. I did. You had a lovely background image, really well put together. Thanks, man. But it's caused a lot of lag, didn't it, and technical issue, <laughs> issues. So uh, you just want to get a T-shirt, mate, and just hang it on the wall. Ah, that's it. Same, Last week. Same effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And even a, a shirt as crazy as that, you'd thought might have had some effect to the the performance of our computers. But uh, you know, no issues for you. However, for me, like you said, went all out. Billy Big Bollocks. Here's a green screen. Let's get all fancy. You know, this is new to us. We are our thirty first episode today. We, you know, we, we're seasoned in the regular podcasting game, but all this video, uh, this video streaming, it's all new to us. So uh, I've got a lot to learn. Clearly. Clearly. Yep. So anyway, if you're still with us, well done. And uh, you know, if you've not, then hopefully you're catching us up on um, on catch up. Not like it's it's Sky or Virgin or anything, but you know, nevertheless, we made it. That's the main thing. We made it, Diddly. And look, the first live show went so well for us. We thought it'd be rude not to come back and do it all over again. So as I say, thanks to those of you that have joined us today. And of course, to those of you that joined us on the first live show, uh, or you've watched it back since, because your comments have been very much appreciated. We, we've actually had a lot of love for that, which was which was great. So thank you. Uh, and not to be forgotten, yeah, not to be forgotten are those who've chosen to download the podcast to have a listen to instead, because obviously your support has been there from day one. And you know, because we were doing so well with you, it's your fault that we decided to do the video in. Uh, and live streaming, but uh, all jokes aside, thanks for, for, your, for your help and your support, everybody. We do really appreciate it. Um, as I mentioned, thanks to those of you that are uh, listening on, on the podcast. And for those of you that are unaware, that's how we started. Our podcast is always available to listen to uh, on your favorite podcasting app. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, et cetera, et cetera. It's free and it always will be. Um, and to that effect, please take a minute to subscribe on those podcasting apps so that you never miss an episode. And if you are watching on YouTube and you are still with us, please subscribe to our channel and hit that bell um, button somewhere, either there or there, um, so that you get a notification when we are live streaming or we put new content up. Um, it's not always this bad, I promise. Uh, and look, if you want to give us a little thumbs up underneath this video, we won't say no, but you're well within your rights to give it a thumbs down, given the uh, the mess that we've made, I've made uh, of this episode so far. And finally, last thing from me, for this bit anyway, please make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram too. Diddly, that social media handle uh, that they need to follow is? It's the same every week. It's at Blast Arsenal Pod. It is. Always the same, mate. Always the same. Uh, this week... I'm not going to say it. 
And I, I am going to say it. I'm going to say it. We got loads to get through, including the weekend draw with Burnley, Olympiacos on Thursday, of course, in North London Derby on Sunday. It's tweet of the week, uh, which number nine, and another new game called Who Are You? Who Are You? Uh, awful, but more on that later. And Diddy, you might even have something a bit different on which number nine, mightn't you? But you can come on to that in a second. Uh, so please get involved. Leave us a comment or a question in the box below. We'll respond as best as we can. Uh, and with all of that being said, let's actually talk some football, shall we, Diddley? Yes, let's. Where do you want to start? Let's do it. Well, you know, it's, it's customary, really, to start with uh, Tweet of the Week. So okay. if you sing, I'll find. And between us, we can uh, we can do Tweet of the Week. Let's have a look. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the week. Thank you. Okay. Tweet of the week this week comes from someone who I can't find. Oh, dear. It's all gone to pot this week, hasn't it, Diddley? Uh, uh, um, let's freestyle. Let's freestyle. No, no. Look, there's, there's a couple that we saw, but I'm no, no, ruthless. Uh, do you know why? Can't find it. Looking in the wrong place. Uh, 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 Diddley. Here we go, mate. Here we go. It's thrown us off our game, isn't it? That's the problem. It's thrown us off our game. Right, here we go. Tweet of the week. As late as uh, the start of our, our show tonight. So initial tweet, because it was a response. Tweet of the week is a response to this week. Initial tweet uh, was by at goal uh, on Twitter on the 1st of February, 2016. Uh, and that tweet says, Pochettino, semicolon, Tottenham youngsters hungry for titles, and then a link to the story. But tweet of the week was from at now underscore Arsenal uh, last week, who posted this tweet was in January 2016. They must be starving by now. <laughs> in response to the fact that they've still not won a trophy. So uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that that doesn't ring true again this season, and obviously the League Cup. There was a good tweet by Eddie Longbridge, at Eddie Longbridge. I'm sure you've come across Eddie, some of his uh, weird and wonderful tweets. Uh, and he put, what we want is Tottenham to now and then win a game. Need to ensure that Mourinho has kept his manager for as long as possible. So actually, this win is a good thing in response to their win at the weekend. Thoughts? Thoughts? Yeah, you know, we like Tottenham players to not win much, so... You gotta go with that that first tweet, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep them hungry for more. Yeah. Right, Diddley. Talk to me about news this week. What have you got? I see Santa Cazorla, who seems to be on our uh, our news roundup every week, uh, has won another trophy. Yeah. I'm sure we mentioned him last week, didn't we? He's he's won more trophies in a week than the whole time. Tottenham, Tottenham have won in a decade, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, his team outside have, have won the league, so they're the league champions. Well done, Santi. What's that? Have they done the double then? Yeah. Essentially. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. So, uh, well so yeah, well done to him. And as we always say, hopefully we see him back at Arsenal at some point, maybe in a uh, coaching capacity. Uh, also, big news this week, Meza Ozil has, um, he's, he's had what, a ligament injury? Is that what I read? Yeah, something like that. It's not a serious one, but it's uh, it's an injury. And to be honest, he's not had the best start to his uh, Fenerbahce career, I don't think, uh, from a personal point of view. Um, 
they're second in the league, so they're not far off, I don't think, the top points-wise, a couple of points in it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. good for him. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for him. He's got a knee ligament injury, and uh, he certainly won't be back anytime soon by the looks of it, will he? Uh, no. So that's his season that might be over with. We don't know yet. Um now, Arsenal are famous for having, uh, or certainly Arsene Wenger is famous for having a just missed out on nearly signed, uh, well, I was going to say World Eleven, but it, it, it could probably make up a whole squad, if not more, couldn't it? And this week, Steve Morrow has said that uh, the Arsenal missed out on Jordan Sancho, Christian Pulisic and Jude Bellingham. Any great shock there, did Lee? Um, It's just typical, you know, the amount of players that we've missed out on, it's growing by the day. Yeah, Ronaldo, clearly the biggest um, near signing, but there's also the likes of Messi, Yaya Toure, Ibrahimovic, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I suppose most clubs could probably say that, though, couldn't they? We nearly signed him. They could, uh, and, and it, this seems to be like a, almost an on-running joke with Arsenal that, you know, we miss out on all these players and but all the other clubs they're all in for the same players i think you know the scouting network has uh previously before it's uh, been disbanded by the current mm -hmm. regime we're doing a good job and looking at the right players i think especially the younger ones yeah um, apparently Pulisic, he was over at the age of 14, according to Steve Morrow. Um, I'm not that bothered. I don't particularly rate him, but that's just from a personal point of view. Uh, Jaden Sancho would have been a nice one to get, but I'm not sure yeah. he'd start uh, if he was up against Saka, to be fair. Yeah, a bit of an, bit of an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, but one on each wing, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. That's that uh, England's future right there for a good 10 years. I mean, the scouting network's obviously a big thing. And, um, you know, we've boosted our uh, youth ranks in, in recent weeks, over oh, recent weeks, in recent um, uh, transfer windows or off-seasons. And, um, you know, I guess a neat segue into that is our, our next um, sort of news roundup topic, which is... Uh, Belogan supposedly asking for 40,000 a week. Um, you know, which what was your thoughts on that? Do you think that's that could be money well spent, or do you think it's uh, asking for trouble? He's uh still got a lot to prove, I think, to, to be asking for that sort of money. Um, I don't think it's something that we should be uh buckling to, bowing down to. Um, because then they're all going to sort of come forward, aren't they? And at that such a young age to to ask for that, either he's got well, we, he's got a good agent, or he really believes in himself that he can that he's worth that sort of money. Um, yeah, I think you've got to prove it first. I think he's at a, the right club to do it. If He's been given a few chances, maybe not as many as some people would like, but if he's patient enough, he'd probably get a lot more next season. And he's still only going to be 19, so 
I, yeah, I, I'm, across, I'm, I'm not that bothered personally. Yeah, we're, we're at crossroads, aren't we? Because obviously Lacazette's going to be out of contract um, next summer. Um, and so it's it's one of those, every, every youngster that could potentially leave Arsenal is always going to be tarred with the same brush, or certainly Arsenal are going to be tarred with the same brush as um, with Serge Gnabry, aren't we? You know, if, if someone leaves and they're young, and they go for very little money or for free, and then they turn out to be a world superstar. Uh, you know, stupid Arsenal, you should have given him the 40 grand a week. But, you know, you said, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, for every for every one of those, there's plenty of others that, you know, really yeah. don't work out. And how many players, and I'm not talking youth, but how many players have we given stupid money to? Certainly even in recent seasons where we've now had to, pay, you know, pay them off so that they uh, they leave the club. It, yeah, I think it's, it sets a precedent, doesn't it? If you give a youngster like that who's played literally a handful of minutes in the first team, 40 grand a week, uh, when it's reported that Stephen Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe have obviously made you know much greater strides in terms of progress, and not even on that sort of money, you know, what does it do? What does it do to the likes of Eddie Nketiah, um, Reese Nelson? You know, they've had much more experience in the first team than, than uh, Flo Belogan has. Um, so, you know, are they going to be cap in hand saying, well, where's mine? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the risk that you run when when you um, do that sort of deal. Well, that's whether it's even true. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> uh, just a week ago, I think Arteta was asked about it and he said the player's pretty positive, keen to stay. And he's he's confident, isn't he, that something will get resolved and, and sorted. Yeah. yeah. And again, leading on from that, um, and, and another tricky one because it could be the way forward for Arsenal. They're uh, they just announced their financial results this week for the nineteen twenty season. Um, the loss before tax widened from thirty two million to fifty four million, uh, as Arsenal's revenue fell fifty one million to three hundred and forty three million. So lots of millions there, impacted by COVID, of course. And the figures would have been worse without the 60 million profit for player sales, which is largely Alex Iwobi and Christian Biliak, um, who went to Everton and Derby, respectively. Um, we're, I think we're going to like the third Premier League club to sort of publish those financial figures for that that period. So, um, you know, you have to take it with a pinch of salt. There will be clubs that are hit harder than Arsenal. I think, you know... You could argue, is it the right or wrong decision, the redundancies and the restructuring and all over the club? Um, but some clubs won't have made any restructuring at all. So, you know, it remains to be seen what sort of state they're going to be in from a financial perspective. Um, so, you know, keep on hold of your, your youth players and selling them might be the way forward for Arsenal. Mm. I'm not sure without, without the investment from the Cronkies we're not going to have the self-generated funds that we used to have from, you know, Champions League football, selling our best players, et cetera, et cetera. So. I think it's a good business model. It works for a lot of other clubs. Um, we we produce a lot of decent youngsters, don't we? So. Yeah. They're just if they don't make play. it here, you know, they make it in the, somewhere else in the Premier League or they make it abroad or the Championship, League One. Hmm. which is something Wenger used to say all the time, actually. You know, we can only give the first-team opportunities to so many, but if they don't make it here, look how many, you know, first-team youngsters we've uh, managed to blood into the football 
into the Football League and other Premier League clubs. So, yeah. lots going on this week uh, in terms of Arsenal news. Um, and, you know, as the, as the countdown to the end of the season continues, I'm sure there'll be lots more too. Right, Diddley. Now, go, go on, go on. Well, it's a special day today. I just wanted to share that it's International Women's Day today. Absolutely is, yeah. Is there a special and, woman in your uh, life? <laughs> sorry? Is there a special woman in your life you'd like to talk about? Or? Uh, there's three. I reckon I know all of them. Yeah, <laughs> you probably do. Go on. <laughs> your wife? Yeah. Your mum? Yeah. And your dog? Yeah. Is this friendship? I think so. Um, um, yeah, it's International Women's Day today. Uh, so let's just, you know, talk about Arsenal women quickly. They won 4-0 at the weekend. Uh, Caitlin Ford scored two. Uh, Vivian the Goat uh, scored one. And Lisa Evans got a fourth. They're doing they're doing well after some poor results. They've turned things around and and um, hoping to get back in the Champions League for next season. Good, women and men, <laughs> but one wow. more realistic than the other. Yeah, My, yeah, definitely. Yeah, good. Okay, mate. Now, build was uh, which number nine at the top of the show? But you're saying that you might have an alternative to that and a twist. Mate, I've got so many features. I've got more features than Granite Shack has got mistakes, hopefully. Oh, God, that is a lot. <laughs> but look, let's. Uh, I like to stay true to tradition and we'll stick with which number nine, I think, for now. And maybe later on, if there's still time, we'll do a new feature. Oh, exciting times. Let's go for it then. Yeah. Which number nine? Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I don't know why that one always seems the most awkward to get involved with, doesn't it? But there you go. What have you got for that's, me this week? That's um, proper singing, that is. That is proper singing, you're right. So, Angelo, are you ready to test your knowledge? Dun, 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 dun. Yes, far away, mate. All right, who should we do this week? Okay, I'm going to give you five clues. Okay. You have to guess which Arsenal player that wore number nine I'm talking about. Okay, clue number one. Let's scored 46 goals in the league. 60 in total. Okay. It's a fair amount of goals. Clue number two. Scored most goals as an English player in the Premier League. To not receive a senior cap. Does that does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Is the Englishman in the Premier League with the most goals to not get a, a cap at for England? For England, okay. I give it away there, really, didn't I, with the England England bit. Well, it, it narrows it down a little bit. <laughs> uh he was prolific for the Academy. Scoring 59 goals in one season. Oof. Clue number four, he was sold for three million in 1995. Okay. And the last, last clue is he won a league championship, a Cup Winners' Cup and a Charity Shield. Oh, 
All right. Uh, is it Mr. Kevin Campbell? It is Kevin Campbell, <laughs> yes. Oh, I was pleased I got that because I didn't have a second idea of who else it could be. So, uh, yeah, great player. Great player. Gutted that he left Arsenal, actually. I do remember him fondly. Um, yeah, and he I think, a good partnership with Ian Wright, didn't he? But He did. I think we um, we upgraded to with Dennis Burkamp, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've uh, we have been lucky with good strikers over the years, um, and I, I, I don't know what it was. Was it reading or watching a, a video or documentary or something on on Kev Campbell when he was saying so he was finding his chances limited? Um, as I guess as Wrighty came in and and you know he was that little bit special, wasn't he? But yeah, Kev Campbell was a brilliant player. So um, yeah, pleased I got that one. Because if I didn't. <laughs> I was struggling for, uh, for for guest number two. So thanks for that. More next week, I guess. Definitely. All right. Can't get away from the fact that uh, we played Burnley at the weekend. Um, a very, very frustrating match for everybody. Some of the uh, pre-match predictions were largely very, um, very confident, very positive, you know, threes, fours that we were expecting to score. And probably should have and could have, but ultimately we didn't. Um, I, I guess as we do every, every week, have you got the starting lineup there just to remind everybody of who played in that game? Or yeah. if not, I do have them to hand. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, Leno in goal. Yeah. Uh, Chambers was uh, the surprise one coming in at right back. Mm. KT at left back. Louise and Mari, Pablo Mari, keeping the place in. Uh, middle of the defence. Shaka and Party in midfield. Um, Martin Odegaard starting at number 10 with Saka on the right and Willian on the left and Aubameyang up front. Indeed. Uh, and you're right. Chambers was a massive surprise. Um, I did put a tweet out saying, I, I, you know, if you predicted that lineup before the match, you're a better, you're better people than we are because I don't think anyone saw that come in. I know he's he's sort of had his injuries and he's been working his way back to fitness, but there wasn't even an inkling of his name being mentioned as a possible starter or anything. So, um, yeah, thoughts on that? Again, surprise like you. Um, he's not had much. Um match time so fitness wise i was surprised to see him last a full 90 in the end yeah i can see tactically why he might have been brought in they play a lot of long balls don't they and he's quite good aerially and sort of dealt with the the threat um from that side of things maybe hector berrin was carrying a bit of a knock and they didn't he didn't fancy risking him as well i don't what do you yeah, think? I think you're right. And I think on the basis of the fact that um, we've got the Olympiacos game midweek and then we've got the North London derby and then we've got Olympiacos again, you mm. know, maybe, maybe he's trying to do a bit of squad management. Um, I was surprised to see him play. Do you know what, though? I have to say, I, I saw not not just his, his height, but actually going forward, he had some nice, some nice play about him. And I think that's kind of the problem with Chambers. Every time he plays, he does all right. I mean, there's nothing particularly exciting. He doesn't do anything that's particularly, um, you know, error prone. 
but he always gets that big injury just as he's finding his form again. Um, so it would be good to uh, see what what he can do because there was a you know a period of time where I think everyone pretty much written him off and thought you know what sell him or loan him sell him or loan him. There might be a player in there that that you know we can we can keep and we can use. Um, I'm not not I'm not confident on that to be honest. Not even as a second choice. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and sweet but honestly when I saw him overlapping at one point I f- what we worried about he fair, he put in a good cross but he, he's just he's not he's not uh, he's not the right back for us I don't think could he be that extra centre back then that we're looking for or in your mind is he just not Arsenal quality he's kind of skipped too much uh, of he's, he's not Arsenal for you he's, he's not he's not no Plus, with the injuries, I think it's it's probably the right thing to do to move him on in the summer. We should have done it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, can't think what we sort of money we would get for him. Maybe a couple million. Well, I mean, it cost us sixteen from Southampton, didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess we'd be looking to recoup as much of that as possible. I mean, he's still only young, isn't he? He's, what, 25, 26? He's a bit older than that, maybe? I'll look that I'm one up. I'm going to have a look. Okay, you look that one up. Yeah, let's have a look. Um, you know, he's had a few good loan spells out, hasn't he? At, uh, there you go, 26 years old. I was right. Um, he's had a few good loan spells out, hasn't he? Um, but... As I say, he's always been with struggling teams and he's he's never really developed in the way that maybe everyone would have hoped that he would have. Uh, so, look, good to see him back. Maybe, we, maybe we're trying to get his value up, play him a little bit, get his value up and, and ship him out in the summer. You don't know, do you? Yeah. The, the cynicism that. does that, doesn't it? Um, now, for anyone that is watching our live show and thinking, rude bastard, he's on his phone. I'm just letting our... Our uh, Twitter followers know that we are now actually live after our third attempt uh, at trying to get live tonight. Uh, there we go. Any other surprises for you in that lineup? Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see Mari, if I'm honest. Um, I was surprised to see Mari because I really thought, you know, Burnley are the new Stoke in my eyes. I think I may have tweeted something like that at the time. They're very aggressive. They're very physical. They're all about, or largely about, knocking it long up top and getting knockdowns from Ashley Ashley Barnes or Chris Mm. Wood. And I really thought that that would suit Gabriel's game better. You know, he's a very aggressive defender. So I was very surprised that he didn't play. That said, I thought... Pablo Mari actually did a great job um, overall. You know, he, he was he was tidy um, and he dealt with the aerial threat particularly well. Let's be honest, the goal that they got was a complete shambles and we'll come on to it in a moment, but it wasn't a defensive error as such or, or, or an error from one of the defenders. It was an error from Granit Xhaka again. Um, so, yeah, that was probably one of the, the, the biggest surprises as well for me. I you know, just familiarise myself again with that lineup. Who else was in there? Uh, uh, uh. No, 
that was it. Uh, am I surprised William started? Not really. In, in fact, for once this season, he probably deserves to start on the back of having a few good games. And, well, let's go straight into it if you want. He got the assist, didn't he? I think you called it an assist. Yeah, he got the assist. I don't know if I would call it an assist, but it's the pass that leads to the goal, isn't it? Um, yeah, by definition, I think that's uh, that's what it is. But yeah, which you know, for him, it's good. Uh, yeah, he's got five now, I think, or in all competitions this season. So slowly uh, getting his stats up. Um, yeah, we need more of it, obviously. Um, but Abamyang, brilliant again, cuts inside. He usually goes for that um, curler and into the far post, but the last few games he's he's looked to catch the keeper out and he's done it again near post. Keeper probably should do better, do you think? Yeah, 100%. I, I was going to yeah. say, I think if we blame Xhaka for Arsenal's go, goal, you could um, probably uh, blame the keeper, Nick Pope, for, for, for that goal. You know, any top, top keeper would have enough to keep that out um, but you know, credit to, to Aubameyang. You was it say you have to buy the ticket if you want to win the lottery or something like that? Some, yeah. some you know, crappy, uh, crappy analogy like that, but it's kind of true, isn't it? You know, a couple of step overs and and when he smashed it, and whether it's because he was unsighted and therefore didn't have time to react properly, I don't know. But it set us up for a great start five minutes in and, and one the up, and you think, right, for once, we're not chasing the game, you know, we've, we've taken. We've taken the initiative. Um, yeah, we did start well, I thought. Yeah. Switched on, focused, not like some of the previous games. Um, the message finally got through to the players. Um, yeah, the front four looked lively, I thought. There was a lot of pace and passing and a lot of counter-attacks. Uh, <clears throat> I thought we... Um, made it difficult for Burnley really yeah yeah we who to be honest <coughs> excuse me I can't uh Burnley player apart they all look the same don't they <laughs> because of their playing style or what they actually look like yeah both yeah they just look like a team full of Chris Woods yeah yeah that's what I mean they're very aggressive very um very physical team and I think actually whilst I guess we didn't do a lot with the ball in terms of uh, in terms of uh, well, your words in Ange. We didn't do a lot with the ball in terms of actually creating clear cut opportunities. We had the ball a lot, um, uh, you know, yeah. kept possession. When you've got possession, obviously the other team can't do anything with it. Um, so yeah, overall that first half we we should have put it to bed really. As I say, we 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 had enough enough opportunities to to kill the game off, and we didn't. Um, and then, of course, absolute gift of a goal for for Chris Wood. He probably won't get a, a an easier goal in his in his life, will he? No, he won't. Um, I don't know what their game plan was, but you know they they do play the long ball a lot. Whether we were forcing that them into that, um, not giving them the time to to play any sort of football. I don't watch Burnley enough to to tell you how they play. No. No, really, but um, yeah, and then just to give him a goal like that, yeah. Uh, I think we have to give him credit for pressing. I know that sounds like such an obvious thing. I, to I, say. I, I, I don't think they were pressing aggressively, though. 
at that point. I think we were in a position where we could have quite comfortably played it out from the back. Leno made the choice to pass into Shaka's feet. You know, Shaka wanted the ball there. Probably should play it first time, and and a player of his passing ability can play it first time. So I'm not sure why he didn't, because the pass was on. Um, even Leno could have played it out wide instead of into Shaka's feet. Yeah. Who do you blame for that then? Because there's been a lot of debate of people saying, oh, Jackie, you shouldn't have done that. There's a lot of people saying, Leno, you should have just smashed it long. There's a lot of people saying, oh, I think Mari's saying pass it over to uh, Chambers. Yeah, there's a lot of finger pointing, but you know, ultimately, Jack is the only one that came out at the end of the game and said, I hold my hands up, it's my fault. I guess it, yeah, is his fault. It, it was his fault, yeah. So uh, is it, he who you blame? He's, it was his fault, but it's not the reason we didn't win the game. For me, personally. Yeah. Uh, I think we've got a bit of blame culture embedded in us as, as a fan base. And we like to know what the reason was why we didn't win or why we lost and pinpoint one person, one player, make them a scapegoat. Well, I, I think, you know, it's more than just that one thing. It's not taking our chances. Mm. You know, it, a defensive mistake, especially one that leads to a goal, is amplified compared to Saka missing a chance. Pepe missing a chance, Aubameyang missing a chance. And, uh, yeah, okay, I appreciate we were also a little bit hard done by with the VAR decision, which we'll get on to, and a little bit unlucky at the end to hit the post and and have, a, you know, a couple of chances. But we, we created enough to win that game and... Yes, that goal is down to Shaka, but it's not the entire reason that, that we didn't win. Yeah, well, it certainly shouldn't be the standalone reason why we didn't win. And as you say, there were plenty of other uh, opportunities for us to do so. Let, let's talk about that um, uh, Peter's handball, uh, not once but twice, and the fact that it wasn't given as a penalty. Um, I mean, what do you say on it? It was a penalty in everyone's mind, I think, other than the referee who's gone, uh, it's a penalty. Well, it's Arsenal. No, no, no penalty. No penalty. Um, what, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Because uh, for me personally, that was the 74th minute. And between half time and that 74th minute, we hadn't been great. And I thought, no. finally, it's, it's a get out of jail card for us. We've got a penalty, you know, whatever, let's take it. And even though it had to go to VAR, I was confident, having seen the replays, oh, he's got to give that, surely. It's, it's, it's to hands, not once, but twice. And utter disbelief, not for the first time this season, at a VAR decision against Arsenal. So, what? yeah, what's your, what's your view on that? It's the most blatant handball penalty I've seen all season, I think. Um. What to, I just I don't know what to say about it. It's ridiculous. I'm still annoyed about it now, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. It's, you know, I, I I don't know anyone that wouldn't say it wasn't a penalty. Uh, he clearly, he is in close proximity, but he is moving towards Pepe as Pepe 
does that um, neat little flick to get past him. Um, his arm is out in a sort of abnormal position. It's it's quite high. It's a penalty. Yeah, clear, clear as day. If the referee went over and watched that on the screen, I think he would have given it. Yeah, I think what's so frustrating is, um, was it the day before or was it the week before? I'm losing track, where Spurs played um, Fulham. Fulham, yeah. And, and they got mid-week. a penalty. It was midweek, was it right? Thank you. And uh, the defender had his arm by his side, didn't he? Uh, yeah. And that was given as a penalty. You know, his arm wasn't even out. It was by his side and that was given as a penalty. And it's like, how how can these be so inconsistent? It's unbelievable. And obviously, there were some people saying, oh, well, the rule changed, the rule changed. Well, the rule change doesn't take place until next season, actually, does it? I don't think. Certainly didn't take place on uh, on, on Sunday, uh, Saturday even. So, um, flabbergasted, absolutely flabbergasted. It ruined the game. It ruined the mindset of everybody, I think. Um Sky Sports ref watch, Dermot Gallagher. What do you think our friend Dermot said about it? Uh, by the letter of the law, I don't think it was a penalty. He was too close to the ball. Also, he plays for Arsenal. <laughs> That's my guess, something I mean, like that. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, he says, correct decision not to give it. I think they went on the proximity. You can see how close the player is. The play, the players moving, clearly moving towards the ball though. That would be my argument, and I don't yeah. know why it's not spoken about. He speaks about another incident, blah blah blah. The arm was up, too close. Couldn't care less about the other incident, to be honest. Um, what I would say is, Peters runs a massive risk. We all know if you put your arm out like that you're very likely to give a penalty away. If the penalty was given, I don't think he could have too many complaints. Right, so well, is it a penalty? Which is it? Well, which <laughs> is it? Am I right in thinking another friend of uh, Arsenal, uh, Peter Walton, who's the uh, resident ref on BT Sport? He actually went with Arsenal on this one, didn't he? I believe he actually I said, I, I believe he actually said, yeah, it's a penalty. It's a penalty, um, but they didn't give it, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I don't want to make this another episode about VAR, but it's hard for it not to be when you just keep getting stung by all of these all of these decisions. Um, so, look, we move on from that. That was a handball. We didn't get it. End of story. Um, and then we got lucky a few minutes later because Burnley were in the ascendancy and Vidra and Woods combined quite nicely, completely took out our defence with a nice one-two Three, four, if you like. And um, who was it? It was uh, Woods, that's right, who had a shot from about six yards out. And luckily, Bernd Leno saved it. You know, if we'd have conceded that, forget it. We wouldn't even have got the draw. Obviously, we'd have been 2-1 down. But I think our heads would have gone. We could quite easily have conceded a third. So, Yeah, it was a, it was a good save. He, he, um, it doesn't always have to be flying across, fingertips, cro- top top corner um sometimes just positioning yourself in the right place and standing up strong and you know getting behind the the shot Hmm? being brave yeah to a a certain extent yeah um he he also made another good save i thought nearly got caught out as a volley from 
that guy Peters. Peters, yeah, Peters. Yeah. Which it was a good good hit out of nowhere, and he done well to tip that one over. Shades of Naim against uh, Dave Seaman. <laughs> but then you know the game goes on. We miss a couple of pretty good chances. Pepe misses uh, an absolute sitter. Yeah, Auburn and KT combine really nicely on that left-hand side. Obviously, KT with a fantastic ball in, as he always does, evades everybody. And Auburn, and uh, Pepe's there, and you, you're celebrating the goal before he's even hit it. Yes, finally, we've, we've done it. We've managed to claw it back, and he doesn't even touch the ball, does he? Completely no. misses it. That happens if, if you take your eye off the ball for a split second and, and think you've already scored. Yeah. You know, you, you're swinging at thin air and you look like yeah. an idiot. But he did make a difference, Pepe. Can't deny he, he did. made a difference. Like you said, second half, I thought we were pretty poor. Uh, when he came on, you know, he added a little bit, something different. Um, Lacquer as well coming on, a bit more of a hold-up, interlink play. Um, yeah, so yeah, second half. Towards the end, I thought... We did look a bit better. Sabios maybe came on a little bit too late mm-hmm. um, because he had a, a good 10 minutes on in the post, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Although Lacazette came on and, and he did pretty well, did you think it was a strange decision to get rid of our probably most creative player in that match in Odegaard? I felt um, like we kind of lost a bit of our natural momentum with him uh, going off. I don't know. And, and also, I guess the yeah, other question... The way Burnley play, so many players behind the ball, we had to sort of do little triangles out wide and get him behind and, and either pulling it back or across the goal. Uh, I think through balls from, you know, that sort of tight area just wasn't really working. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he had a brilliant game. You know, he's got a good touch, he's got good vision, but I don't know whether he lacks that certain sort of magic to, to make something happen out of nothing. I'm yet yeah. to see it. Yeah, he had a few good shots that were blocked. I don't think or, or or the keeper saved on one or the other. Um look, we always say this though, the Premier League is a hard league and people take time to adapt. Uh, and and you know, the problem we've got with Odegaard is he hasn't really got the time to not make an instant impact because there's no guarantee we're going to keep him next season, either on loan or, mm. or as a permanent signing. And, and he, he's come in to, you know, bolster the team. From what I've seen from him so far in that number 10 position, I'd have Smith Rowe there over him all day long at the minute. Right. I feel yeah. like he's he's more creative going forward. I think Odegaard's good in that. Uh, killer pass, if you like, but uh, I think Smith Rowe is better at connecting players together. You know, he likes to play that first time pass and run, pass and run. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they are very know. different players. Hmm. Um, I'm talking of players that need time to adapt. Pepe, we said, made a difference, and you know, I love a stat. So, here's one for you uh, Nicholas Pepe has already had more goals this season, eight, uh, than he did in all of last season with seven playing 48% less minutes in the league, you know. Um, in all competitions, he's averaged a goal or assist every 136 minutes. It's proof that he's getting better. He's having more of an effect on the game. Um, 
and he definitely didn't. He, he was a game changer when he came on. All right, it didn't turn out to go the way we wanted in the end, but he was lively. He was taking players on. Um, have you noticed how also he he kind of does less of the bullshit with the with the ball in terms of um, you know a thousand step overs and not really going anywhere. He's a bit more direct with the ball and actually making things happen. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? There was a lot of flash before, but not not a lot of end product. Yeah, and it's something that he's uh, had to curb, isn't it? Something that Arteta has probably asked of him, you know, cut that out, nonsense. Do it, do it in the area, by all means. When you're in mm. the penalty area, do it. Take, you know, try and take people on. If you get fouled, you get a penalty. Or not. <laughs> or not. Or not as it goes, yeah. Um uh, let's have a look. Oh, right. Man, right. Man United win a lot of penalties, don't they? It's quite evident. I think they're they're equal now with Liverpool for penalties of all all time or something in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah, uh, and they've you know been very consistent at getting them in the last two seasons. Yeah, um, this one thing say. they do is they do drive into the area and they. They make the referees make a decision whether they get that right or not. Is another matter. Yeah, I know what you're saying. They yeah. make their own luck to some degree, don't they? Because you, yeah. you have to be in the box in the first instance and, and pose those questions. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I think we're slowly getting there. Um, hopefully our, our luck will, will change. It didn't in this game. And none more so in the, the 84th minute, a cross by Saka, shot by Pepe, hits Peters on the arm. Or so we thought. A red card and a penalty. Uh, and again, we I think we we all thought finally the penalty that we should have got, we've got. And it was uh, reviewed by VAR and, and rescinded. And, and in fairness, in this incident, it was right not to be given, wasn't it? It was right not to be a red card and a, a penalty because it hits him on the shoulder and not on the arm. And and there you go. So it was, it was the correct decision, um, unfortunately for us. I mean, he did his best effort to try and handball it. I thought, I thought he stuck his arm out then to try and to try and stop it, but it hit his shoulder. Luckily for him, and he got yeah. away with it. Yeah, um, and then Burnley got away with another one right at the end. There's a bit of pinball in the box, literally ninetieth minute or, or into injury time, and Ceballos hits the post. Um, yeah, he so doesn't score many, does he, Danny? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. It was one of those games we dominated, I think, on on overall, uh, on the balance of play. And it's one of those games that it's a draw, but it feels like a loss. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, I think because it kind of signals, for me, the end of our chance to get into Europe via the league. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is everyone around us keeps winning and we don't. Uh, and except if I'm not mistaken, Liverpool. except Liverpool, yeah. Um, and, and the problem we've got is we're running out of games uh, and actually teams around us have got games on us. Um, so I'm just looking now, that has left us in 10th position. Uh, we've played 27 games. Uh, Villa, who are above us, uh, have played one game less than us and they're two points ahead of us. They're in ninth. I mean, what what... Obviously, top four go into the Champions League. Fifth will get you into Europa. 
Um, does six get you into anything, or is that only if? Um, yeah, yeah, so six probably gets you into one of the qualifying rounds, doesn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Um, and also, depending on who wins the Europa, yeah, and the European, the European Cup, maybe I'm not sure, but uh, I can't see us clawing that back. I know we went on a nice little mini run, but. You know, I hate to say this, and we're going to come on to him shortly, but the informed team at the minute, other than well, I was going to say other than Man City, but they lost at the weekend, is Spurs, isn't it? You know, I think they've won four on the bounce, is it? Five on the bounce, something like that. Uh, Gareth Bell's coming into form. Harry Kane and Son still doing well. So we'll, we'll come on to them in a minute, but this result certainly doesn't leave us in, in the best of positions. Um, where are they? They are... Yeah, another team doing well. Yeah, Chelsea. Yes, he um, wants they, were, they were in free fall. They, they've got a new manager. And I don't. I think they're unbeaten since he's taken over. Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, and uh, they've won again tonight. Yeah, they have. Which again, another team that was kind of you were thinking of. Well, they're in free fall, and, and we're in sort of good. Um, uh, in good form, we might be able to catch them and overtake them, etc. You know, it's a hard one to evaluate. You look at the team that that um, have been playing, uh, and I think I saw somewhere that since Christmas we're probably third or fourth in the league, uh, which we may have mentioned last week. And I know that the the season doesn't start at Christmas, but you've got to look at it as as progress, surely. Yeah, too little, too late though for this it season. Is. No, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely right. Damage was done early on, and um, we've not really been able to put a consistent run together. I don't think. Uh, I can't see us doing it. Um, yeah, got a tough couple of weeks coming up towards the end of the season. I think the fixtures get a bit kinder. Yeah, and when the pressure's off, you know, we do what we do. We win games. So depending on how that goes we could scrape it in the end but i don't i just i'd rule it out to be honest yeah well funny you should say that we've got a questions uh come in um one will answer a bit later in the show but uh, one from our friends Stephen and g at canon chatter um and they put uh, do you think that with 11 games left in the premier league and us sitting 10th in it's Europa League or bust in terms of our chances of European football next season. I mean, you kind of just answered that already, really. You think yeah. it's, the, the league is, is kind of gone and, and it's, you know, it's all about the Europa for us, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, isn't great, but would we have expected any more than that, you know, when we were in free fall? I don't know. And, and I've, you know, we both said actually from uh, a couple of weeks ago, we'll get through the season as best we can. But come next year or next season, we need to then start judging Arteta. And if we're not making any credible progress from next season, you have to start asking questions and, and move them on. Um, People are already asking questions, aren't they? Well, they are. I mean, I know you and I are probably one of the more patient uh, parts of the fan base. But, um, you know, I think even we, we yeah. get to that age where, you know, there's only so much... Only so much you can take without seeing the real progress. So yeah, we'll see. 
All right. Well, I think that wraps up that game. Let's hope for uh, better luck against Spurs. And like I said, we'll come on to that in a moment. But in the meantime, we're going to play a new game called Who Are Ya? Who Are Ya? So the premise of this game is every week... Is that your jingle? That's my jingle. That's as creative as I get. Um, <laughs> more of a chant than a jingle. Uh, yeah. Every week, I'm going to play you a clip of an Arsenal player that has been in an interview. And you have to tell me which Arsenal player it is that is being interviewed. Okay. Now, this, this one, you, you could do one a week. This one you might get straight away because it's quite an infamous interview, right? So yeah. what I'm going to do, I'm going to load it up. We'll play it through the mic. And uh, it, once it's finished, let me know who you think it is. Here goes. I think uh, with Joey Barton, you know that you know what to expect. You know uh, he's going to come strong in the tackle and he's going to come in your face, and you have to be ready before the match. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that interview before? I don't think I have, to be honest. <laughs> do you want me to play it again? Yeah, yeah, do play it again. Yeah, here goes. Oh no, I don't. Here goes. I think uh, with Joey Barton, you know that you know what to expect. You know uh, he's going to come strong in the tackle and he's going to come in your face, and you have to be ready before the match. <laughs> <laughs> Classic interview. Oh, there's a little Brucey bonus there. Then, if you've not seen that, you go watch the 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 visual um, reactions to to what he said are, oh, uh, are brilliant. So, uh, would you like to hazard a guess? That's nine years old, that interview. So, if that gives you any help as to the era. Not really. I'm going to... I'm sorry, I don't know the answer. I'm just going to throw a, a wild guess at Oh, there. three random wild guesses. Go on. All right. Matthew Flamini? Nope. Uh, nine years ago. Um, let me give you I a feel clue. Like, I feel like he's French, but right. I was gonna say, let me give you a clue. All right, he's got a French accent, right? But he's not French. Adebayo? If anyone... Sorry, Adebayo? it's not out I was gonna say, anyone, anyone watching, if you want to drop a comment as a guest, feel free to. He's oh, going to I'm come all out. strong in the back. He's going to come in your face. <laughs> uh, Defender. 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 Later had spells with, I want to say, Fulham. I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah, please do. Philippe Senderos. Ah. Yeah. I thought you'd have known that. That's uh, that's quite an infamous uh, interview. Go check know. it out. It, it is Not actually. Seen, yeah. I think uh, with Joey Barton, you know that you know what to expect. You know he's going to come strong in the tackle and he's going to come in your face and <laughs> childish but funny. Yeah, uh, good. Good. All right. More of that next week. Yeah, more of that next week. Um, right. What next? We've got Olympiakos on Thursday night, I believe. Is that right? In the Europa League? Uh, yeah. It is. Olympiakos, 8 o'clock. Uh, first leg is away. <laughs> second home ground. Um, 
this is the first round of what is it, last 16, I believe. And Olympiakos were our bogey team last season. We seem to face them every season, I'm sure. But last season in particular, we went out on away goals, if I'm not mistaken, in the round of 32. Aubameyang missing a last-minute absolute sitter, um, which was a, a tough pill to swallow. What are your thoughts? Have we got enough in the tank to beat them? Uh, and more importantly, do you think we will? Yes, I do. Um, I like to think we would learn from our mistakes as a team. Put last year's result behind us and uh, put things right. Now, of course, they will have Socrates playing for them. After he left he's bound to have a blinder, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to have one of those games where you think, God, why did we get rid of him? He was a decent defender. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I guess all jokes aside, they've got that inside man that does know a bit about Arsenal and does know how they like to play and does know how you know certain players like to play in certain certain ways. None more so than um, not only former Arsenal teammate of his, but Borussia Dortmund teammate of his, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. So um, I'd like to think we've got enough in the tank to beat them as well. You're right. Um, any sort of major changes to the lineup or, or anything you want to call out there? I think it'll be the strongest lineup possible. Which um, is? Which is pretty much the same one that we used against Benfica. Okay. Whether Pablo Mari keeps his place or not, I don't know. I think Hector Bellerin will come back into the side. Like him or not. Um, I think be good. Thomas Party will probably start this game, which is uh, good news. And then, I mean, you can kind of flip a coin, really, can't you? For the one of the wide positions, whether it's William or Pepe, uh, Saka is clearly the, uh, the the one that will start out of those three. Yeah. And then and you think he'd start a Bamiyang on the basis that he's got some demons and he'd probably have a bit yeah. more about it to want to right those wrongs. Um, the question for me is, if Emil Smith-Rose fit, will he start him or will he start Odegaard? If Smith-Rose is fit, I think <laughs> I think he'd be on the bench still, I think. Yeah, so do I, if I'm honest. Mm. I think, I think well. is like, Martin Odegaard as well. He does, but I also think with the North London derby coming up, it it always means more to the real Arsenal boys, if you like. So I guess the likes of, we'll, we'll include Hector Bellerin in this, but Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, they are Hellend Academy boys. They've grown up with the same uh, feeling towards Tottenham as, as the rest of us. So I think with that in mind at the weekend and the fact that he's only just coming back from a, a little injury, I think he'll yeah. get some minutes, but I think he'll probably start with Odegaard, um, get some minutes under his belt, and then probably either start him or, or start both of them at the weekend together, which I hope he doesn't because I don't think that works particularly well, if I'm honest. Um, so, yeah, same. You want to go for a prediction? 2 0. 2 0 win. Yeah. Take that. Two away goals. Bring it back to the Emirates. Go down 2-0 <laughs> and then struggle. Um, 
No, that's fine. All jokes aside, I I, I think we'll be strong enough. And, and look, I'd take I'd take two 0 in a heartbeat if that was offered to me right now. So um, yeah, let's see what happens. Eight o'clock Thursday. Make sure you watch it. Right, let's talk North London derby. Um, for so long and for so many years growing up, we were always the the better team. Obviously, we still are, but trophies, league positions, the type of football that we played. Um, and it's a really, really horrible position to be in, watching Spurs above you year after year. Uh, it's been quite a few, what, three, four seasons maybe now that they've finished above us, possibly more. Um, I don't think they're a particularly good team, if I'm honest. I don't think they play nice football, but Mourinho is kind of the master at playing shit football and getting results. Um, are you worried about the weekend or are you going with the old adage of anything can happen in a derby game and form goes out the window and yada, yada, yada? There obviously is that side to it. There is a derby game and <laughs> what you just said. Um, but looking at it form-wise, they've they've sort of come into a good run at the moment. Um, they've got managed to get Gareth Bale scoring goals and, and could contribute into the side. So he's a threat now, but Harry Kane and Son, they're a threat. I think defensively they're pretty poor, um, so that that's somewhere we we can take advantage of, hopefully. But I, uh, my heart says one thing, my head says the other. Mm. Um, my head says we'll be lucky to come away with a draw. I think Mourinho is um, a thorn in our side, and he has been for a long time. I'd love to get one up over him. Just can't stand either of them, Mourinho or Spurs. Yeah. Um, they're a match made in hell. Um, so, yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. And I'm usually positive, but, yeah, I'd, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I... Uh, yeah, I'm of the same opinion as you, really. I think we've both got good parts to our team, and we could probably make a pretty good, uh, you know, combined eleven. But um, my heart tells me that although our defence has actually been chopping and changing all season and still stood pretty strongly against all of it, uh, I still think their attack will be too much for our defence. I think Bert Leno will be busy, and our inconsistency up front means that it's hard to say which Arsenal are going to turn up, you know? In, in my eyes, I'd definitely start Pepe and I'd definitely start Aubameyang and I'd definitely start um, Saka. You know, I think the, the the trickery and unpredictability, especially in a derby where challenges are, are flying in, we may well win a penalty if we're direct enough against, you know, Alderweireld who's lost his pace and um, Sanchez who's a bit clumsy in my eyes. Mm. You know, I, I do think we can create problems, but whether we do it consistently enough, I don't know. Um, and it's the middle of the park where the the real battle is, isn't it? Um, if Party plays, we've definitely got the advantage because he's like having two men when he's on form. That said, 
Hoiberg has been brilliant for them, hasn't he, this season at fifteen million pounds as well. It's, it's you know good business. Um, I worry though that Xhaka might get overrun, especially if he plays someone like Sissoko, who's not a particularly good player, but he's a quick player. He'll, he'll leave Xhaka for dead in terms of pace. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky one. Would I take a draw on current form? Probably, but I don't really want to settle for a draw. I want us to really turn up and um, give it everything because after such a crap season, and let's call it a crap season because it has been, if there's any way of redeeming it a little bit, it's not letting them do the double over us in, in a season. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, it would be nice. Um, just my head says, look, if we, if, uh, if we turn up focused and play to the level that we, we are capable of playing with, you know, the highest we, we can achieve, I think we obviously we can come away with a win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's hope and let's see what happens. Um, any North London derby highlights of years gone by that particularly stick out in your mind? Goals or moments? Um, I love that quick fire goal from Cesc Fabregas. They were showing the replay and, and he was busy running through the whole team and Yes, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a crazy one for me. That was, that was that's a big good. highlight. Um, you? Uh, I've got a I've got as well. I've got, well, I've got two highlights in, that, that stick out. One uh, is um, uh, Thomas Rizicki's goal. Uh, was it sort of outside of the foot where he smashes it from, from, I guess, the far side of the area and it darts all the way across into that top corner with a nice bit of bend on it. Um, fantastic girl, absolutely fantastic girl. And the other one just goes down in sort of folklore and, and legendary now is Thierry Henry's girl, where he sort of glides from the middle of the park past Matty Everington. I think, does he go past Jamie Redknapp as well? I can't remember, but let's pretend he does, even if he doesn't, because he's a bit of a tit. Um, skins, you know, a lot of the team up and, and smashes it into the, into the corner. Amazing. Um, and is that not the goal that is now? turned into his uh, statue outside the Emirates. I'm sure it was that girl. Where he's on yeah, his knee. Yeah. Is, so those yeah. two in particular, yeah, those two in particular are, um, uh, are highlights. Uh, I guess the other one for almost comical value because of the goal scorer was um, Matthew Flamini scoring two goals in the League Cup against them. And, uh, both of them were screamers, if I remember correctly, but one in particular yeah. dropped from the moon uh, all the way down, seemed to have taken forever to, to bounce down and, Smashes it on the volley and, and oh, unbelievable. So yeah, uh, two two and a bit for me. You you see you got a low light. Yeah, well another highlight of mine was a couple of seasons ago when um, little Torreira popped up uh, with a goal. I think he's first oh, yeah. Arsenal goal maybe, and uh, that was a good win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my low light was uh, <laughs> when. Uh, the laugh of, I laugh about it now. Around 2009, I think it was. I think they beat us 3 2 uh, with a last minute winner from Yunus Kabul. Oh, God. Yeah. Had we gone 2 0 up in that game? Yeah. I put my foot through um, the wall. 
in my house. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, not good. Not good. There are, there are actually quite a few low lights. If you remember, Danny Rose, absolute screamer against us. Yeah, let's uh, let's not let's not dwell on let's this. Not do that. Look, positive positivity. It's going to happen. We're we're, we're going to win. Um, and uh, you know, everyone's going to have a blinder. It's fine. It's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. Uh, okay, before we wrap up, there was another question that we got on Twitter from a uh, friend of the show, Scott Borg. That's at sm underscore Borg. He says, uh, who's your Arsenal player of the season so far? Uh, which to me is not that difficult. i got one or two that I think, yeah, it could, be, not- you, could be you. But I, I, the fact that we've not, it, and I think I'm probably going to say the same player, and I suspect many of the team probably, uh, many of the fan base probably would, but the fact that this isn't a hard question uh, is proof that we've had a crap season really, isn't it? So, uh Who's your player of the season so far, Diddley? Should we say it at the same time? Are you ready? Yeah, if the internet doesn't cut out, go on. You're going to count one, two, three? <laughs> yep. One, two, three. Saka. <laughs> oh, that was smooth. Yeah. Yeah, he's been by far the best player. Um, by Easily. far the best player. Uh, if anything, we're... A... <laughs> We're, we're way too reliant on him, I think, um, when it comes to creating goals and scoring goals. Yeah. A uh, close run for me here in Tierney, I think. When he's yeah. been available, he's been very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he has been very, very good when he's played. Um, the only other one I was going to say, actually, was Bernd Leno. I thought he's, he's had another good season where he's... I know yeah. he had one or two mistakes, his red card against um, Wolves, I think it was. But overall, he's been solid for us. And it's players like that, you think, God, if, it, if, it, if it wasn't for you, Saka, Leno, KT, uh, I hate to think where we'd be. So, um, yeah, thanks for that, Scott. I think um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't pick up a, uh, end, a you know end-of-year player of the season award and possibly a young player of the season as well. You know, there's talk of... Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood and Mason Mount, etc. But if it's not Saka, I really would be surprised. Um, but hey, we'll see. Anything else from you, Diddley? Well, why don't we end on a fun note and um, play a little game? Oh, another one. Love it. Another Is one. It yeah, well, Is you know. Yeah, it does, kind of. Like yours, it's more of a chant. Are you ready? Yeah, I can't wait. So this is called Wrong or Right, Right, Right. Wrong (laughs) or Right, Right, Right. (laughs) Lovely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you four facts, but only three of them are going to be correct, and one of them is going to be wrong. Okay, are these about Ian Wright or just Arsenal? They're all about Ian Wright. Okay, just checking, just checking. You know, we love Wrighty. We Here do, we although, although so? I said we do, although, what did you make of his uh, oh, yeah. theatrics on Match of the Day uh, in relation to Alex Lacazette obviously being fouled against Burnley? And it was a foul because a free kick was given and you could see he kicked the back of his foot, but... I don't watch Match of the Day as 
regularly as I used to. Um, is this something they do on a on a regular basis? I thought it was a little bit unprofessional. I'm not overly bothered about it. I think Lacazette might be more bothered about it than anyone. But thoughts? Yeah, um, I don't watch Match of the Day anywhere near as, as much as I used to either, but only because I'm an old git and I go to bed before it comes on. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, social media manages to keep me abreast of the current uh, ongoings. Um, and, yeah, I don't think it's something they do every week. Obviously, they've spoken about it in their highlights of the game, their analysis of the game, and uh, got to the end of the, the programme and they basically taken the piss out of him. Uh, look, it's all in, in good jest, but it's like many people have said, well, you don't do that when it's Harry Kane and he goes down a lot. You don't do that when it's Bruno Fernandes and he goes down a lot. You don't do that when it's Mohamed Salah and he's been, you know, it looks like he's been shot. So why do it to Alex Lacazette? I don't know. I know he made a big meal of the, the challenge, but um, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, just thought I'd, I'd mention it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree. Charlie. It's you know what it is? It's not right, right, right. It's wrong. It is wrong. Awful. I've screwed right, that up. Let's All right. right, fact number one. Scored over 20 league goals in three different seasons. Mm-hmm. Made his England debut in 1991 in a 2-0 victory versus Cameroon. Mm-hmm. Scored a hundred league goals at Highbury. Won the Golden Boot once with twenty nine goals in the ninety one ninety two season, and despite that, didn't make the Euro ninety two squad. Okay, I've got an inkling. I know which one it is. Mm-hmm. Uh. I've, I've got a feeling the last one is true because I know he didn't make that squad. Yeah, I gave the... I wasn't supposed to read that bit out. All right. I know he made that squad, but I know he uh, he recently was reunited with his golden boot because they all got sold. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't score 186 goals plus for Arsenal and probably not have scored 100 goals. I actually think the one that's wrong is the debut for England in 91 against Cameroon. I think he made his debut later than that. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Go on, Diddley. I'm afraid that's correct. That, really? that is right, that one. Um, no, oh, what oh, I, I mean, that fact is right. So yeah, you're wrong. Right. Okay. Fact that was wrong was the one that I just talked about. Scored a hundred league goals at Highbury. Ah. That was in fact Thierry Henry that did that. There you go. So there you go. Oh, that was a tricky one, but yeah, I like that. More of uh it's not wrong, it's right, right, right. Next week, hopefully. Yep. Good game, Matt. Nice one. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much. Sorry it was the third time lucky uh, in actually getting this live show 
on the road. But uh, we'll we'll be back next week. We'll review the Olympiacos game, the North London derby. Hopefully, with smiles on our faces. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll just ditch the green screen from now on, and you can see the rest of my office. And then at least we can do our, our podcast without any technical glitches. So you live and learn. <laughs> you live and learn. Uh, don't forget, follow us on all the socials at Blast Arsenal Pod and uh, do subscribe to our podcast or our YouTube channel. And of course, we'll be back with more Blast from the Arsenal shortly. That's it from me, Diddley. Anything from you? Nothing from me, Mick. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. See <laughs> you later. Arsenal.